The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Okay, so it's only a couple of weeks before the schools return. So for Tech Tuesday, Andy O'Donoghue is looking at back to school. And I think it's fair to say back to college tech as well, because surely if you're in secondary school, you don't need a laptop or has it gone that way? Well, it kind of has gone that way, Matt. And I mean, right into junior school, people will be using tablets um, for uh, various types of digital learning. During the pandemic, that was amplified because so much happened at home. But even back in the classroom, you'll have heard the phrase digital classroom. So we have lots of iPad uh, content. The curriculum is available as electronic books. But it's also, you see more laptops being used in the classroom because people are starting to do more digital media, more editing and more sort of immersive learning than, say, when you and I were at school. And so it is very common to see uh, kids in, uh, in secondary school with a laptop. Yes, I know from personal experience because there's a significant cost that you might not expect. And so what sort of laptops are the best for students, secondary school or into third level? And what sort of prices? Well, first of all, you need to decide what, on exactly what you need the laptop for. Because if you need, if a, a secondary school student will have different requirements to a third level student. And so if you're, if you're looking at a, um, um, a laptop for a teenager in secondary school, you should certainly think about the, uh, the Chromebooks. And we've spoken about the Chromebooks before from Lenovo and HP, powered by Google's uh, Chrome operating system. And they start for, I think you can get a Lenovo for about less than 290 euros. So they're great value. They turn on instantly. They're not incredibly powerful, but you can do all of the sort of... What can you do with them? Well, you, you can, you can um, various editing and uh, creative tools are available on them. All the Adobe tools are there. So as well as being fun, they're also good for gaming. You can get your Spotify or your Disney Plus on them. So they're kind of nice, what, what, what they call consumption machines. Now, um, but for harder processing, you need to think about something with an Intel chip. And that's going to be an i3, an i5, <coughs> or an i7. <coughs> the cheapest sort of decent laptop that you're going to expect to uh, pick up will be about €500. Euros. One that I particularly like is the HP Pavilion, which starts at 539 And that's an i3, and it's got 256 gigs of storage. So it's decent storage, and it's not a great processor, but it's good enough for kind of those younger users. Then, if you want to move up and you want a Windows laptop, you can look at something like the Dell Inspiron, the 16-inch, which is a really, really nice machine. And it's got an i7, so it's much much faster, much better for, you know, if you're doing uh, editing or, in, indeed, gaming uh, on uh, days off. But at 1379 it still represents good value because it, it, it's a really, really good machine. But that's the kind of cost that you'll probably need to spend. For college students, every college student in the country probably wants a new MacBook Air. And the new MacBook Air M2, it's Apple's uh, latest uh, version. It's getting rave reviews, isn't it? It is a breathtaking computer. And they've changed the design, which I was unsure about. But having held one, it is centimetres thick. It is just, it's truly remarkable. Starts at 1529. However, the last version, the M1 version, is still available. And that's only 1229. One of the things about buying an Apple for college, and if you buy a MacBook Air, it is going to get you through your college life. So if you bought that new <coughs> MacBook Air M2 um, in 2022, 
and you're leaving college in 2025 or six, you will absolutely be served well by it over the over those uh, over those few years. Now, then there's the MacBook Pro, um, but the MacBook Air is really the most desirable. But before parents are, are pressured into buying the brand new shiny one for fifteen twenty nine, the the M one version at twelve twenty nine, I think is probably the best value high performance laptop you can get. We're getting messages in from listeners to the last word at zero eight seven four one hundred one oh two. As a teacher I'd rather kids had laptops at home than tablets in the classroom. <clears throat> They're more durable if bought correctly and the kids who have them have better physical digital literacy skills, which is severely lacking with the tablet generation. Mm. Personally wouldn't go near the HP, had more than enough trouble with the pavilion also what kind of gaming do you think kids are doing on these laptops there's no chance unless it's some browser games or maybe Minecraft well uh, and <clears throat> that's certainly a point on the uh, on those lower spec machines however browser based games as we know are incredibly popular and um, increasingly so because games are getting lighter and easier to play interesting point about tablets tablets have become really popular uh, again and we thought they were sort of going away in a sense or had become less popular two that I'd mentioned particularly um, the Microsoft Surface Go is one of those uh, multi-function computers um, and there's a new version the Go 2 costs five but it is a superb Windows tablet and it kind of doubles as a laptop as well. And then obviously you have Apple's iPad and which start at 399. Now all of those prices I mentioned, um, say including the Apple and the Dell models, are all eligible for educational discounts of various types. So I would suggest before you buy one, check with the teacher uh, to see what sort of uh, school purchase program they have because they might be bought communally. And for uh, second or for third level students, um, any of the resellers ask you for your student ID and you get the discount at the counter. Another listener says, I've always had Macs for the usage of Adobe software. The only thing about Mac is do not break the screen, nearly the price of the laptop to get a new screen. It's a fair point and uh, you can always get insurance, um, which will cover for that. And you're allowed, I think, one breakage every couple of years in that uh, a listener saying, will the HP laptop that you mentioned not last you four years of college? Uh, it, the performance, an, an i3 just won't, you know, you'll outgrow it um, quicker. And so that's why I think they're more suitable for younger users. And um, exactly as that teacher who texted in, um, that dexterity and that keyboard skill is useful to gain over those couple of years. Okay, what about printers? Because this is the bane of my life. I don't know how many printers that I've been gone through that have broken down, that don't work, the Wi-Fi yeah. connection doesn't work. <clears throat> The ink doesn't work properly. Do you, and then kids seem to need to print projects off all well, the time. It's amazing. We thought printers had gone away. <laughs> and um, I, we have got to the point where, and I hate saying it, but printers have become almost a commodity or disposable because you can buy printers for less than 50 euros. The problem is that many of them just aren't very good. <clears throat> However... Hewlett-Packard, HP, sort of reinvented the printing business a couple of years ago. And if you do need to get a printer for school or college, I suggest that you buy a HP and you buy it from their Envy, DeskJet or OfficeJet ranges. The reason is because they are smart ink compatible. So I have a HP Envy at home and I pay one ninety nine to Hewlett-Packard every month and that gives me five or ten pages of printing because I never print anything. However, if I'm doing a report and I was doing my own uh, bit of studying uh, two years ago, I had to write a thesis. 
So I upped my subscription and I paid, I think, eight euros a month and it covered all of my printing costs. And then I was able to step myself down. So for those couple of euros a month, what that means is I never run out of ink. So do they send you a parcel of ink every month, depending on what you pay? The ink comes in the post before you're due to run out because your printer is connected to HP. And so they know and you can always check the printer levels. It's a brilliant service and well worthwhile. And when you buy one of those HP printers, they will generally have an offer of three or six months uh, to try that service out. Okay. Monitors. Why would you need a monitor? Monitors are uh, an interesting thing because laptops, um, uh, you don't need an external display. But if you are a, a third level student, I think they're particularly useful because if you're doing research and you're writing your own project or report and you need to have papers open on the screen to read, it's incredibly useful having an extra monitor. I'd suggest something like the Samsung uh, LS22, so a 22-inch monitor, which will allow you to maybe open an additional two or three Word or PDF documents so that you can have everything on the screen at the same time. And you'll buy one of those for less than €150. And if you you do have the budget, it really, really does uh, change your home study setup. Okay, you're also recommending a Kindle Paperwhite. Why? And I go back to my experience a couple of years ago of I had this enormous collection. I had hundreds of academic papers that I downloaded from Google Scholar. I couldn't carry them around on my iPad or on my uh, on my Mac. So what I did was I transferred them and I simply I, I have a Kindle Paperwhite. Um, with, they currently cost 154 euros and they're uh, waterproof. But And they also last for 10 weeks. So I was able to load hundreds of my PDF documents um, using a USB cable onto my Paperwhite and carry all of my research around with me. So for almost two years, whenever I had a few minutes on a train or waiting here and there, I was able just to get out my Kindle and read uh, through those articles. It's just a brilliant way of carrying a huge amount of academic papers that you may need to read over those couple of years. And what about using external discs? in case you were to lose your laptop? I think it's, you know, people use the cloud and they back up to the cloud. However, um, adding something like the Western Digital My Passport, the WD My Passport, it has four terabytes of storage and it costs 170 euros, but it has onboard encryption. And the reason I like them is it simply allows you to have a backup of your work at home. Or if you're in university and you're doing um, high-end video editing um, at the desk or sound editing and you need to uh, uh, make a copy of your work, uh, stick it on the hard disk, bring it home, and then you can continue editing it at home. Again, if you have the budget, it's a little bit indulgent, but it's a great idea. Okay. Um, then what about pay-as-you-go broadband uh, so for students? People, if people are moving in together, nobody wants to sign up uh, in case somebody gets stuffed with the bill at the end of the year. So um, pay-as-you-go broadband is the way to go. Get yourself a dongle. That will cost about €50. Euros. All of the mobile operators do them or, or other makers, Huawei, uh, have brilliant uh, broadband uh, dongles. And then you'll pay about €20 to €30 Euros a month for broadband. The difference is €20 Euros will get you about 20 gigs. That sounds like a deal, but 30 euros will get you 50 gigs. And the difference that makes is, by my calculation, that will get you through your browsing work for the month and also allow you to watch uh, Netflix every night. No, you've got a couple of mad ones to finish <laughs> off with extravagances. <laughs> the Solgard Life Pack Rucksack. What the heck is that? Love this. This is a solar powered uh, rucksack. It has a 15,000 milliamp battery, it has a solar panel on the front, so you can charge 
charge um, your laptop, your phone and everything else as you carry it around. The sun charges it up and it has an optional Bluetooth What's speaker. What sun? The sun's <laughs> gone. We had it last week. It's left the country. And it has an optional Bluetooth speaker. It's 150 euros. It's, it's, it's kind of one of those lifetime rucksacks. Great fun, the Solgard Life Pack. Okay, and uh, tell us about a smart lunchbox. I gotta say, this is this is. I think we're 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 crossing the line here. But prepped, uh, uh, make a smart lunchbox, uh, uh, leak-proof container, and um, there's a cold pack that clips inside to keep the lunch cool. Comes in multiple colors, but there's an accompanying iOS and Android app for your lunchbox to help you achieve your food goals during your academic pursuits. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for that. Andy O'Donoghue for joining us for Tech Tuesday. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today, FM.